Hey, it's a good morning. Mandisa with Toby Max. This is Angela Redock Wright. You are tuned into the right place. KBLA Talk 1580. And I am so honored to guest host for the amazing Dominique DePrima this morning. First things first with Dominique DePrima. She is on a well-deserved vacation this week along with our other on-air talent, KBLA Talk 1580 talent. They're all taking time to refresh, to relax, and to come back even stronger for you in the new year. And so I am just grateful for this opportunity to guest host for Dominique. And just if she's listening in, Dominique, good morning. I hope you are relaxing, refreshing yourself, and we're looking forward to all the great things that you're going to come forward with in 2020, 2022. I can't believe it's almost 2022. We are, what, three days, two days, three days from um, 2022. I am or 2022. I'm saying it right. Yeah, 2022. <laughs> I'm like really uh, being extra this morning. <laughs> um, but I'm particularly excited about the new year and excited um, about the topic that we have for the next couple of days. I'm guest hosting for Dominique for t- today, Wednesday, December 29th, and also tomorrow, when- Thursday, December 30th. And our topic for the two days is we've got now. And that is a topic that I'm very passionate about that's near and dear to my heart um, because it gives me, it gives us an opportunity to meet some of the younger generation. Um, we're calling them millennials for purposes of the show. All right, I, actually, we should have called it millennialish because <laughs> we definitely have some millennials on the show. And then we have some folks that are millennial in their mindset, millennial in their outreach, millennial in their focus and in their in, intent in terms of reaching out to this next generation or to the generation that is leading now. And that's why I call the show We've Got Now because we often talk about about the younger generations in terms of uh, we've got next or the future generation. I believe the children are the future. But this generation of millennials, they are leading now. Um, they didn't wait, necessarily wait for permission to lead. They didn't necessarily wait to be past the torch. Um, they started leading and they started leading from where they are and where they were. And now there's so many making a difference um, in our lives every day and having an impact in areas of religion and politics and civic engagement in business. And I just wanted to use this next two days, especially as we approach the new year, to give you a window, a lens into the lives of some of our millennial generations and those who are impacting that generation. And so today, we have a, a packed schedule uh, because literally I had like a hundred people in mind to invite to the show and I had to narrow it down to about 13. So over the next two days, you're going to meet a total of 13 individuals and we have in studio this morning to kick us off and to help us begin the discussion Two gentlemen who um, I count as friends and honored to count as friends were neighbors. Um, the first is Bishop Sherman Gordon, of the pastor and founder of the Family of Faith Christian Church in Long Beach. 
and also Bishop and Councilman Jawan Hills Tilton, uh, the newly elected, soon to be installed pastor of Bristol Memorial Baptist Church of Compton, California. And before then, the founder of City of the Hill on the of the City on the Hill Church, which has since merged with Brewster Memorial Baptist Church. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome. Good morning. Thank Good you morning. for having us here. They happy, are happy to be here. <laughs> I told them both that I knew they would be my first guests at six a.m. because we all live in the same neighborhood, and I see them up walking this time of morning. <laughs> Getting, you know, I imagine that's your time to get your mind together, to pray, to reflect to to set you know your mind the right mindset for the day is that true bishop gordon absolutely and it's critical and interesting you say mindset because that was our theme this year for the church mindset that as a man thinketh um so it is and so it's important early in the morning get your mind right for the day um get your positive affirmations every day i tell myself something good is going to happen to you something good is going to happen for you something good is going to happen through you and then it becomes the challenge to make sure those things happen so um, it's an important time, and then we just, we're trying to stay fresh. You see how she called us uh, millennial-ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said our mindset, our mindset is young, meaning that we're not necessarily young. But I, I thank you, and I'm, and I'm honored to be here. Awesome, awesome! It's a pleasure to have you. And then joining us is our neighbor, um, Bishop Jawan Councilman Hilton. I was like, "What should we call you?" He's like, "Well, why are you having me on?" I'm like, "For all of it," because I think he does a great job of intersecting his um, work as as a minister and a spiritual leader with his work as a civic leader as well. How you doing, Pastor Hilton, what, Councilman Hilton? Wonderful. I'm so excited to be on with my favorite attorney this morning. Okay. Uh, the, the Honorable <laughs> Angela Reddock Wright, you know. Thank you. Thank you. And so tell us about why you're up so early in the uh, morning. So I'm and- up. I, I'm trying to get it early in the morning. I think self-care is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Pastor Gordon says, of course, getting the right mindset. But that self-care is so important. We have a lot of people who don't take their health into consideration. So if I get it early in the morning, I, I live in a house full of women, uh, you know, my wife and three daughters. Uh, so I take Such that. Such a beautiful family. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. I take that time in the morning to work out, to do those things, to focus, refresh, and then uh, it'd be about my day after I do all of that. So I am up early in the morning, and I see uh, Pastor Gordon That's walking. Uh, right. Blowing at each other. If I, he walking, I'm blowing. I'm That's going it. to the gym. Right. Oh, well, knowing that both of you are in our our little small community is quite um, reassuring because I know y'all are praying for all Absolutely. of us, Absolutely. praying for protection over our community, your flocks, and the people that you lead. So um, looking forward to jumping into the discussion with you. We're talking about the millennial generation and um, you all are millennialish but you also impact the lives of and engage with millennials every day so I want to hear more about what you're seeing what you're hearing from this generation and what your hopes are for this next generation so you all are tuned in to it's normally first things first with Dominique de Prima. This is Angelo Redock Wright filling in, covering for the amazing Dominique de Prima. And I'm going to ask her listeners to stay tuned with us um, and our new listeners. Stay tuned. Give us a call. We want to know you're out there. 1-800-920-1580. This is Angelo Redock Wright, KBLA Talk 1580. Stay tuned as we come forward, continuing our discussion. We know you have options, options. but thank you. Thank you. 
for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Stay tuned. Yes, yes, that's. Carol Melvin and the Blue Notes with Wake Up Everybody. And we have Bishop Councilman Jawan Hilton to thank for that song. We thank, we ask all of our guests when they come in, uh, what's your favorite song? We find that, although this is an all talk radio station and show, uh, you know, black people, we love our music. It motivates us, it inspires us. So thank you for that song. Our engineer, Miles, who is a millennial himself, he is jamming it out in the production studio. <laughs> He doesn't want to let the song go. <laughs> so that's an interesting thing. I, as I asked you all and other others from this generation, kind of what your favorite songs were, I thought people were going to give me like the latest top 40 chart type songs. Everybody came back with like all these old school songs. So is that reflective, uh, Pastor Councilman Hilton, of, of this generation that um, as much as we think they're, you know, focused on, you know, ratchet music or trap music or trap events or what have you um that they're really kind of old in spirit and old in heart in spirit these are the songs that help the movement and the progression of our people i I think uh it helped the progression of our people Uh, when i think of this is my favorite song this is my mantra as the city councilman when i go out in the communities like wake up everybody time to treat the old people well you know all of these good things that Harold Melvin uh, and the, the Blue Notes had highlighted, Teddy right. Pendergrass sung lead, yes. all of the things that he highlighted, it was it was for today. Yes. So yes. they were before their time. So I don't know if it was because uh, these this generation was before their time or what, but it's speaking to the things that's happening actually today. Right, right. Yeah, they def- the, the, it's interesting that the words ring true today when yeah. you hear songs like that. You're like, wait a minute, was that written in the 1960s or 2020, right. 21, going yeah. Into 2022 what are your thoughts what's um in your experience bishop gordon um do this the millennial generation which by the way let me just define the millennial generation it's officially defined as individuals who are age 25 to 40 they were born um during the presidency of george w bush and um they have lived through the great recession they have lived through um two at least two economic um, downturns including the great recession um they have experienced the aftermath of the 9-11 terrorist attacks um they statistics say they're dealing with monumental levels of stress that they've entered a world where um they may not do as well as some of their parents did that they're experiencing extreme financial stress many are staying at home longer just a lot on this generation but yet they are excelling and what in your experience, and in, in, do you have millennials at your church? Absolutely. What kind of things are, are they facing? Um, absolutely. And I think it's important to realize that the terms change, but we're starting to really see that the more things change and go around in a circle, 
it's the same issues we've been dealing with forever. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of our young people, um, they are concerned about issues that are um, affecting our communities, um, social issues, economical issues. Um, I, I've gone off to college, and now I have this debt. And so um, there's a promise made that it's going to be um, forgiven. Will it be forgiven? Will 50000 be forgiven? Will 10000 be forgiven? Um, and so uh, what's going to happen come tomorrow? Um, so sometimes our young people, millennials, they get a rap that they're not involved in the church or the community when actually they really are. Um, they want to make sure that it's something that's really prevalent and important. And so later on the show, we talk about some of the things that we've been doing in our new assignment. And the young people have been coming out in droves because they are excited to see the church is on the ground in the community and really helping to make a difference in people's lives. And I think that's what it's always been. People, You have a group of people that's concerned about making difference in people's lives. So then when they're gone and that group, quote unquote, is no longer on the scene, their work is still speak for them. Yes, yes. I love to hear that. And let's break that down a little bit more. So as we do that, let me just give our listeners a little insight about who you both are. Uh, We're talking to Bishop Sherman Gordon um, and also Bishop and Councilman Joanne Hilton. Bishop Gordon, as we mentioned earlier, is the pastor and the founder of Family of Faith Christian Church of Long Beach. Uh, Your bio describes you as a father, father first, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Or man of God first, then father. That's it. That's Um, it. Faith walker and fearless leader. I love that. And I love your your bio, Bishop Hilton, as well. I'll I'll get to that in just a second. but one of the things it says, you know, you of course, you're both of you are highly credentialed. You have your undergraduate degrees. You have your master's in divinity. You know, you're well learned. Um, you both have received lots of awards and accolades. You're both members of Kappa Alpha Psi yo, fraternity. I love okay. <laughs> y'all to give a quick shout out. Early in the morning. I didn't know that when I invited both of you. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I was most impressed with about your your bio, Bishop Gordon, is it states that your ministry focuses on partnership instead of persecution. Yes. Guidance instead of guilt and opportunity instead of opposition. And that phrase stood out to me as something that would definitely attract a younger generation to your church and to your ministry. Tell us more about that. People deal with persecution, ridicule, um, question of sexuality, question of um, the economic status. And the list goes on and on outside of the church. That the last place they need to hear that. It's when they come to church. Um, the old saying is, you can catch the fish first, then you seek to clean it. And so sometimes the church has been guilty of trying to clean them and make them traditional. And then the young people says, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that because you're not even trying to connect with me as a person. So we really emphasize partnerships um, inside and beyond the four walls of the church. So, for example, um, when we moved to our new assignment, 5601 Orange Avenue. Yes, let's Long get Beach, that in. <laughs> Long Beach, California. Um, it was important before we even have an official public opening worship experience that we want to form partnerships in the community. And so we've already formed a partnership with Jordan High School. We formed a partnership. Long Beach, Jordan. Yeah, Long Beach, Jordan High School. Mm-hmm. We formed a partnership, partnership with Bret Hart Elementary School. We formed a partnership um, with Hoover Middle School as a way of letting the parents and the community know that we are here. So we would 
were there shaking hands of students who are getting ready to go back to school. We'll be there this upcoming week or next week, rather, when they're going back to the school. And we're not trying to proselytize them. We're not trying to get them to come to our church. It's just to let you know that someone cares for you. And if you're coming from a home that maybe you experience all kind of badness and brokenness, that you're going to see some familiar faces that are really concerned about you, care for you. And sometimes it means, hey, I got to go in my pocket. One of the things that we love about doing Um, We've been giving out McDonald's gift cards. You would be surprised if you're just walking up down the street in the community and you tell somebody, have breakfast on me, that that $5 gift card is so life-changing. It puts a smile on their face. And so that's what I'm talking about, um, partnership, not persecution. I'm not trying to get into your life story. How did you end up here? I'm not blaming you for anything you may have gone through in the past. But hopefully letting you know that today can really be, be the beginning of a brand new day. I love it. I love it. And if you had to look at the generations within your church, what, where would you say, how, what would the breakdown be? Like, is it mostly older, younger, millennials? What, what's the breakdown I, 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 within your church? I would say that God has really blessed us, that we have a good mixture. Um, I call it, you know, the, uh, the, the the working crowd. We got a good core of the working crowd. That's about 30% of our congregation. Um, so if you want to say between 25 and 59, 60, we got a good number there. Then we have those, I say, like in the, the baby-making years, you know, the 25, 18 to 25, well, maybe not 18. But um, we have that age bracket. And then we thank God that we have our seasoned saints that give us the wisdom. They are right. the Elizabeth of the community and says, we've gone through this, Mary. This is what you need to be aware of. This is what you need to be. Uh, mindful of as you get ready to go to the next level in life. So we have a good mixture in our congregation and each community, each generation helps the one that's coming behind it. That's awesome. That's excellent. And want to hear a little bit more about that, but let's bring Bishop um, Hilton, Councilman Hilton um, into the conversation. So Bishop Jawan Hilton, he is the newly elected appointed pastor of Bristol Memorial Baptist Church of Compton, California. Yeah, Go Compton. Yeah. That's Go where Compton. I'm from. <laughs> um, and originally the founder of the church city on the hill, which has now become a part of Bristol Memorial Baptist Church. He also wears a dual role or plays a dual role and wears a dual hat as the councilman, a councilman for the city of Carson, California. And we all are from the Carson area currently. And um, Bishop Hilton um, you were elected to the Carson City Council in June 2015. You were re- initially, and you were reelected in 2020. And prior to that, you served on the City of Carson Public Safety Commission and the Human Relations Commission. You helped to found a school that focuses on at-risk youth, um, getting them education and job training. And uh, like Bishop Gordon. From what I observe as your friend, as someone who lives in your same community, follows you on social media, you are on the ground um, also reaching out to the next generation, engaging them, bringing them into the fold. Tell us more about that. So one of the things that I think that um, the church has always been on the front line of changing the community, Uh, hence why I ran for office. I wanted to make sure that we had access and have a seat at the table. You know, it's always been said if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Uh, So I wanted to make sure that we had seats at the table. Uh, So one of the things that I did uh, as the founder of City on the Hill Church, I created a school for at-risk youth. Uh, The school actually was birthed out of my little sister going through like a medical challenge, and she Mm -hmm. was behind on the credits. 
so I said, well, we had the space at our church. Uh, let's see if I can go partner with uh, a, a school that can that's accredited and get these kids. And we graduated over 100 young people wow, between awesome. the ages of 18 and 25 uh, to get their high school diplomas who normally the school district lets them go at a, a 18. So between 18 and 25, we graduated over 100 people to get their high school diplomas. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm uh, looking forward to doing the same work, uh, if not more work in Compton. Uh, now I'm at Bristol Memorial, 1531 South Long Beach, <laughs> Compton, California, 90221 on the corner of Greenleaf and Glen Cove right there. And we're doing a, an amazing work. I'm privileged to pastor one church with all generations in mm-hmm. it. Uh, we have a number of millennials. We have a number of seasoned saints. We have people in the middle. Uh, and it's just an exciting thing to see uh, the church moving and growing again. That's awesome. And we, you both commented on having multiple generations within your church. What are some things that you do to make sure that the gener- we have Generation Z and even younger and millennial generation, baby boomers and, and so forth? How do you make sure that one of the things that happens with the millennial or younger generations is they say there's not an opportunity for me to get involved or the older generations expecting me to, you know, dress a certain way or to look a certain way or act a certain way. How do you deal with that within your church and make sure that everybody's feeling good and comfortable about being involved? Well, we try to have moments for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, just like you talked about the old songs. We we still sing old hymns. Okay. Uh, we still uh, we, we're not judgmental on how you dress. Uh, we want you to come as you are, but be respectful. Uh, I, I think it's it's so important to, uh, but it also has to be this older generation. I know that sometimes people uh, asked us to ask for permission, but we shouldn't have to ask for permission if we're doing the things that God has called us to do or the things that's on our heart. Um, I, I found that, that uh, me, and, me and Pastor G, we always... Uh, uh, laugh because someone wanted me to ask for permission uh, to run for city council. And it was what was in my heart. And if something is in your heart, whether you get permission or not, you've already got clearance from God. In, in my in my perspective, if he cleared you for takeoff, it doesn't matter what people say. You don't have to go kiss anybody's ring. You do what you're called to do. That's excellent. And I want to pick up on that. This the whole idea of passing the torch, kissing the ring, asking for permission. And what strikes me about you all and about this generation is we didn't necessarily ask for permission. Right. Like we waited, we waited, we wait. Well, I'm not a millennial, so I'm not going to put, I'm a, I'm a proud, I'm, yes, I'm a millennialist. Yes. I see myself in many ways. I, I have such great respect for that, that group. Um, but you know, many didn't see the torch being passed readily. And so they just started doing the work and started, you know, taking ownership for their lives and the lives of their their peers. And so this concept of asking for permission, I think, is a great one. And I want to hear when we come forward, Bishop Gordon, I want to hear your thoughts on that. And we're going to talk about uh, what some of the, the uh, statistics say about millennials and God and church and religion and spirituality and get your insights on that. So stay tuned with us. We are at 1-800-920-1580. We come forward. KBLA Talk 1580. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. 
We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. I climbed up to the highest mountain. Looked all around, couldn't find nobody. Went down into the deepest valley. Yes, yes, that is Fashan Mitchell, Nobody Greater. And we have in studio Bishop Sherman Gordon and Bishop Jawan Hilton, also councilman for the city of Carson. And we're talking about We've Got Now. This is Angela Redock Wright filling in for the amazing Dominique DePrima, who would normally be on with First Things First on a well deserved vacation. We want to know that you're out there, that you're listening. Give us a call. Ask these two amazing men questions at 1-800-920-1580. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Just before our break, we were uh, Bishop uh, Hilton led us uh, with a great, great word about asking for permission and how he didn't necessarily ask for permission when he decided to run for council or decided to do some of the other things in his life. And that is definitely one of the characteristics of the millennial generation. Um, I think they waited respectfully looking for opportunities, looking for the torch to be passed. And, And in many instances, the torch has been passed. There are many great examples of that, but in some other instances, um, you know, we have some folks that are still holding on and don't want to quite give give the torch um bishop gordon what has been your experience with that did you have to ask for permission was the torch passed to you or did you just kind of take the round i just jumped up there and and ran (laughs) 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 because you mentioned something to use the metaphor of a relay race um there's a danger if you hold on to the baton too long and you go outside the box you're disqualified so, so mm. the baton has to be passed within a certain time frame. And so you're right, millennials, um, they're, they're, they're respectful of those who are in leadership, um, those who are giving guidance, those who are giving mentorship to them. But they also say, I have a dream on the inside. Um, mm. Langston Hughes asked the question, what happens to a dream deferred? Mm-hmm. So what happens when I have this baby on the inside, um, this seed on the inside, um, or if it's just a milk in a cart, there's an expiration date. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get it out um, outside that time frame, outside that expiration date, it's deferred. It may never come to fruition. So when it came to me, um, I was in the ministry for years, and um, God was saying, um, I'm going to use you to reach a certain group of people. You have the gift of giving. Um, I believe I've given you something to teach people about the, um, faith and what it means to believe. If you talk faith, walk faith, it can happen, and I'm going to send you out there. And so when that opportunity wasn't coming, uh, whether I could wait for someone to die, um, literally in the system I was in, um, the system was you, you wait till a pastor die, then you hope to, you know, take over the church and then start your way up, or you go somewhere in um, God-known territory and then try to build your way back to the city. And it was like, no, um, God has not called me to do that. So literally, um, I made my announcement to my uh, mentors and my presiding elders and the bishop and the powers that be that God has placed this up on heart. And that's what um, Bishop Jawan talked about earlier. When God gives you permission, um, then you really don't need much permission from anyone else. You want to do everything in decency and order, but you have to go before it dies and never come to fruition. Yes, yes, I love that. We could talk all day about asking permission and and 
that's in just following what God has called you to do. Right. Um, let's talk a few minutes about um, what some of the statistics say about the millennial generation, specifically as it relates to religion. And um, for our listeners, a lot of the research I did for the show, um, just so you know, comes from the Pew Research Foundation. And I know they're not the end all be all, but they give some great insights in, and statistics. So Millennials, again, are this age group between ages 25 and 40-ish, right? Um, born um, during the Great Recession, born when George W. Bush was president, um, experienced nine, uh, the aftermath of 9-11 and so many other statistics. But interestingly, uh, while there are some statistics about millennials across the board, despite race, ethnicity, gender, there's some interesting t- statistics uh, when it comes to black millennials as it relates to faith and religion and church and spirituality. So uh, Pew Research Foundation says that black millennials are more religious than other uh, millennials in their and uh, their peer group. So blacks versus other non-blacks um, tend to be more religious and more committed to their faith. In fact, the research says six in 10 or 61% of black millennials say that they practice at least um, their religion at least daily versus 39% of other millennials that say, yeah, I'm cool on religion. Um, 38% attend church regularly versus 25% from other peer, um, peer peers within a millennial generation. Um, 64% of black millennials describe themselves as being highly religious. That means that they have a belief in God, that religious religion is important to them. Prayer and worship is important to them compared to their peer groups. Um, but this is what I thought was interesting as well. Um, of the black millennials, even with them being more spiritual and committed to religion than their peers, um, they're less religious than their parents, right? So they still go to church, they still pray, they, you know, are committed to God, but they're like, but I'm not going to be the kind of Christian that my, like my mama was, right? Yeah. What, how, how do these um, statistics speak to you, Bishop Hilton? Are you seeing this in your church? Are you seeing millennials I, showing up in groves at church and I, being committed and praying and we see, a passion for God? We see that. Uh, mm-hmm. with the millennials having a passion for God committed. I was I was committed as a millennial. Mm-hmm. So I think they see what they see as that example. Me, uh, I'm millennial-ish. I just missed it by one year. So I'm 41, <laughs> by the way. We're still getting I, I, yeah, I just missed it by one year. But I think uh, everybody's changing, not just the millennials. Mm-hmm. People don't go to church all day and sit there from sunup to sundown. Mm-hmm. We... We live in a model now where people, uh, I tell people all the time, I can't preach family and not let you go spend time with your family. If I have you in church from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and the pandemic, if the pandemic taught us anything, we can minimize some things to help everybody engage. So it doesn't make any sense that we have to be in the building all day long. uh, So they're at 8, 3.30 service, they have lunch at church. (laughs) My father-in-law. Uh, he was a pastor and I remember once one morning he said I don't think y'all gonna come back so we just go roll into the next service wow. people oh won't do that <laughs> right we have people who won't do that and I think with the millennials they when they say that they're not religious like their parents they don't have the time to sit down you you're preaching to business owners you're preaching to entrepreneurs now you're uh, preaching to someone who are influencers uh, so they don't have the are ability people that just want to make brunch just, on a yeah, Sunday yeah, you know <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a Sunday brunch. I'm like, can a sister get to brunch? I'll get you out in time enough for brunch. I'll get you out in time enough for brunch. I think that we ought to minimize the time. Not that we minimize time with God, but we respect people's time. Right. Excellent, excellent. Bishop um, Gordon, I want to get your insights on these statistics. When we come forward, we'll pick up with you and see what's happening on the ground at your church. Stay tuned. This is KBLA Talk 1580, Angela Redock Wright, filling in for Dominique DePrima. First things first. Stay tuned. Build black better. Better. Tweet it. Tell it. LA finally has a black-owned talk radio station. And it's unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All working for my good. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's Travis Green. He's intentional. We're listening to some of the favorite songs of our guests. This is a favorite song of uh, Bishop Sherman Gordon. And it's a good time to pass the mic to you, Bishop Gordon. Right before the break, we were talking about some of the statistics um, with black millennials. And that they are more religious than their peer group and that they are committed to God and spirituality and church and praying, but they don't quite do it like their parents do. What do those statistics mean to you? What are you seeing in the work that you do every day? Um, It lets me know that um, millennials now understand it's important to be more relational than religious. Mm. And so their parents were traditional, like we was talking about, we was laughing, but it was true. They would start at 8 o'clock in the morning, and they wouldn't come home to 9 or 10 o'clock that night. Right. And so, with us in tow. Right, right, right. <laughs> we and were so, right there right. with them. <laughs> so, they, so they were religious. That was like a routine. Um, church was all they had. Um, now millennials, like I say, they're working. Uh, Monday through Friday need to t- have time, spend time with their family, get caught up on household chores and errors. And so it's not that they don't value God. It's not that they don't want a relationship. But they say, my relationship doesn't mandate that I'm in the four walls uh, from sun up to sundown. And then also, they want to go beyond the four walls and get out into the community and help feed the hungry, um, put clothes on the back of those who need clothes, um, give out McDonald's gift cards, pass out bottles of water to the senior citizens who's walking up and down the street. They really want to be involved in the community. And yeah, more they like service. to live out their faith yeah, and yeah. demonstrate it uh, through action yeah. and not just through tradition. Exactly. Yes, I love it. I love it. And both of your ministries allow for that and yeah. accommodate that, which is why I wanted you in the studio because you're not the average. You're not the pastor of old. You're right. the pastor of the new and merging, as you said, Bishop Hilton tradition with old songs with the new and having a little something for everybody. Dr. Lee, we see you on the line. Uh, Miles, our amazing engineer, who's also a millennial. How you doing, Miles? You know what? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm enjoying the show. Good, good. Uh, I'm enjoying the music, of course. And um, I like the perspective that these brothers are giving on uh, my generation, for sure. Okay. uh, Are you a church guy? I grew up a church guy. I cannot honestly say I'm a church guy since I've just moved out here. Um, but you but, have a relationship, right? 
I have an incredible relationship with God. Incredible relationship. Right. And now you have two places that you can visit. And I, have, that I, have I think it's perfect homes? for a place for a person like you. I got two potential <laughs> church homes now and I'm learning it firsthand. And you, go, you can wear that too. I can wear yeah, this too. I can wear the hoodie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he has his positive wear hoodie on. There we go. There yeah. we go. Shout out Positive Wear, black owned Los Angeles company. But uh, thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming in the studio today. Thank you. Let's hear from Dr. Lee. Good morning, Dr. Lee. Do you have a question for our guests? Yes, I do. Good morning. Good morning. I am, um, I am uh, from Bishop of Gardens Church, and I am one of those uh, seasoned saints because I'm uh, way past uh, <laughs> the millennium age. But you don't look but at Dr. I Lee. Would... <laughs> but, uh, but actually, actually my, my son is older than my bishop because he just made 54. I mean, my daughter just made 54. So anyway, my this is my question to the bishop. As a millennium, what does being a faith walker mean? Great question, Dr. Lee. What does, what faith, does it mean to be a faith walker? For me, um, it means just some of the things we were talking about. I'm living out my walk with God by my actions in the community daily. I don't have to just come to church and sing or serve on the usher board. But when I go out and I give a young child... Um, five minutes because he or she needs my time. That's me living out my faith walk. Faith in action. Yes. Awesome. Well, what a great way to lead us into the next break here. And we'll come back with our last segment with Bishops Jawan Hilton and Sherman Gordon. They're both going to have two minutes each to close us out and leave us with the word of inspiration for this new year. And specifically speaking to this generation of millennials and Generation Z and YZ, millennial, baby boomers, etc. But especially this generation. Stay tuned as we come forward. We're continuing continuing in our discussion of We've Got Now on KBLA Talk 1580. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Carry the combo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. Yes, yes, that's Mary Mary. If you wonder what what makes us different, what makes Bishop Gordon different, what makes Bishop Hilton different, what makes me different, it's the God in us. Yes. We are talking about the new millennial, the millennial generation we've got now, and we're talking about this generation as it relates to the church and God and spirituality. And I want to pass the mic to bishop gordon to um, help us continue this conversation and close out the conversation of um, what's important in leaving this generation a word of inspiration what do you have for us bishop g before i give a parting word um this is the season of giving Mm -hmm. and so um, i thank you for this opportunity i want to bless you with this book that i've written um walking by faith it's a 52-day journal and so it's a perfect gift to start the new year off so um blessings to you thank you Um, so much i definitely will be using this thank you for for our radio audience i'm reminded of um mark chapter 5 
And that is that it was, the Bible says there was a lot of commotion going on, a lot of welling and crying going on around a particular lady who had passed away. Jesus comes to the scene and he puts all of them outside the house, locks the door on them, and then he begins to walk in his assignment. I want to tell millennials, I want to tell seasoned saints, I want to tell some mom or dad that's listening, some person who's listening that's gone through a rough last couple of years. It's been a lot of commotion. It's been a lot of drama. It's been a lot of welling in your life. But I declare and I decree that before the clock strikes midnight of this year, you have to close the door on that. So in 2022, you can begin to walk in your assignment. You're blessed. You're anointed. God hand is upon you. Close the door to the past so you can get ready to fully embrace everything that God wants to do in your life in 2022. Amen. Walk in your assignment. Close Walk the door on the past. Close What's the say the past. on the past? Walk forward into the future. What say you, Bishop Hilton? How do you want to inspire this generation? I want to inspire you with now. Uh, Proverbs nineteen twenty one says, "Many are the plans in men's hearts, but God's purpose always outweigh them all." So we talk about our now. You're not next. It's now. Mm. Nothing mystical happens at midnight on December thirty first. We have to operate in our now. And if you carry the same things that you carried in 2021 over into 2022, which is the next day, you won't you'll miss your now and you'll think you have to wait to be next. Yes. But God is calling us to do whatever we need to do. He's calling us to do it now with a sense of urgency. And that is so perfect for our subject today and tomorrow. We've got now we have been talking with these two great leaders, Bishop G. Bishop Jawan Hilton, Councilman Jawan Hilton, about the millennial generation, the millennialish generation, <laughs> those that impact their lives. These are leaders who are leading now. They're not waiting. They have grabbed the baton. They're still respectful um, of their elders, but they have been called to an assignment. Yes. You all have been called to an assignment. And you said, you know what? God put this in me and I've got to do it. Yeah. And I admire that about both of you. These are both family men. Shout out to your wives. Ooh, ooh. Shout out, yeah. shout out to your children, your congregations. Thank you so much for Thanks joining for us here us. this Thank morning you. on Honored. KBLA Talk 1580. And if Dominique's listening in, Dominique, I hope you'll have these two leaders back to continue this discussion and some of the other work they're doing. Congratulations. You both have new things happening with your churches, family of uh, Bishop G, your uh, family of faith, yes. moving into a new facility in Long Beach. Yes. Check them out. Follow them on. Where can they follow you online? Um, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, Family of Faith Christian Center. And what and Bishop Hilton being installed as the newly elected pastor of Bristol Memorial Baptist Church in Compton, California. How can people follow you and your Follow church? me on any social media outlet, Jawan Hilton. All right. Thank you all so much. Stay tuned. We are coming forward. We're continuing this discussion. Next up, we have Darren Harris, Chief of Staff to Congresswoman Karen Bass and Jeffrey Wallace, the President and CEO of Leaders Up. We've got now... Come forward. Stay tuned with us. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.